2: This is the American Greed Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Kitch. In this episode of American Greed, how WeWork went wild. The story of an office space company with cosmic ambitions.
3: WeWork is using desks and co-working to enter into the larger category of life.
2: A CEO with a messianic
4: vibe. He can manifest anything. Mm. He can literally make things appear out of thin air.
2: And the investors, who gave him $12 billion and turned a blind eye. He was like the cocaine that
1: Silicon Valley venture capitalists were just waiting to snort.
2: American greed has the inside scoop on how the company nearly collapsed. We we, we, play. Play. we The partying.
5: Dave's like jumping there, like pumping fists, like, you know. And I'm like, yeah, he's like the CEO and the second in command of my job.
2: The promises.
6: You have Willy Wonka's golden ticket. You're at the next Facebook or the next Google.
2: The dashed hopes. Expecting
5: expect him to be a gazillionaire, right? And now you're basically, you got nothing.
2: And how some of the responsible parties walked away richer than ever.
6: Adam Newman is getting a massive payout. $1.7 billion while his workers are getting laid. Mm, that hurts. No one else in the world gets passes the way CEOs get passes.
3: You, my friend, are full of.
2: Madison Square Garden. The legendary venue has hosted the world's biggest pop stars over the years. But in January 2018, the garden stages a different kind of star.
5: Here comes Adam, and he's like 6'6", he's got his long wavy hair, he's usually got a black leather coat or a white t-shirt. He comes out and he just takes over the room.
2: Hello WeWork, hello global citizens of this earth. It's Adam Newman, the founder and CEO of co-working company WeWork. Newman has gathered 6,000 employees, including Don Lewis, for a WeWork global summit. It's a corporate retreat. It feels a bit like a revival meeting. You're a member of the regeneration. Make
3: noise.
5: He gives off positive energy. He makes you feel alive, and he sounds like he truly believes in what he is saying.
3: When you do something that comes from the heart, when you find your passion, you bring it together with intention. It's like
5: when you turn on that TV channel and there's like some televangelist and they call someone up and they touch them on the head and like, oh, you're cured of cancer. Like it was almost that. vibe.
2: After a while, Lewis needs to stretch.
5: And I go to stand on a wall and a security guard for the Madison Square Garden place comes and stands next to me. He's an older black man. He must have been about 70 years old. He's like, hey, he's like, you work for this company? He's like, what's, "What's this? what do they do? Like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, you know, they give office space to people all over the world and they try to help companies, you know, come together. And he's like, well, this is quite a presentation. And then get a little further along the conversation. And he's like, brother, can I ask you a serious question? And I said, sure, I'll ask you whatever you want. Is this some
2: kind of cult? <laughs> and I actually, I actually started laughing. Why is the security guard asking questions that billionaire venture capitalists are not? Adam Newman's story begins in Israel on a kibbutz, where he spends his middle school years living with his older sister, Adi, and his mother, who is a doctor.
7: He loved aspects of the kibbutz life, but he thought it was inherently unfair because everything was shared. Even people from the kibbutz days have said he wanted more. They made it, he was very, even then, focused on sort of attaining wealth and thinking really big.
2: Adi, on the left, grows up to become a famous model. And in this Israeli TV footage never before seen in America, Adam says he's going to follow his sister to New York. Rocking a look fit for Soho, Adam and Adi shove off for the Big Apple and move into a high-rise downtown. Later, he will say that at first, he finds New Yorkers self-absorbed and unwelcoming
3: and I would go up and down the elevators with 15 floors and I would notice that no one would say hello to me in the elevator. And I asked my sister, I said, is this an American thing or do people really not wanna talk?
2: Adam says he challenges Adi to a game. Whoever makes more friends in a month wins. Let's each find one apartment
3: that we can go unannounced because being Israeli, you're used to just going to your friends, knocking on the door and walking in, unannounced and we'll have a cup of of coffee. And for the next month we all introduced ourselves to different we did it was 15 floors she got 12 floors i got three floors she also was a supermodel at the time and it's okay
2: in the story he's technically the loser but he tells it with the je ne sais quoi of a winner and thereby trumpets one of his extraordinary talents
7: he is a complete genius at connecting people who would be in the apartment at the time people who lived in the apartment say that You know, Adam, even then, was always, like, you'd come into his apartment, he's like, let me tell you about this business idea that I have.
2: Newman launches two businesses that fail, and he finds himself with the ball and chain of a lease at this building in Brooklyn. Around this time, through mutual friends, Newman meets a young architect named Miguel McKelvey.
7: He and Adam would go on these long walks and just sort of brainstorm ideas. Adam was, you know, always just restless, always hungering for the next big thing. Adam knew that that co-working existed. And he started saying, what if we just took one of these floors of this building that we're working in, we could subdivide it. We think it could be a great business.
2: Newman is encouraged by his wife, Rebecca, who will later portray Adam's potential in heroic, even mystical terms.
4: Oh, yeah. When I met my husband, um, he couldn't buy me dinner or even afford a taxi. Really? (laughs) I just knew that he was going to be the man that was going to hopefully help save the world. He can manifest anything. Mm. He can literally make things appear out of thin air. Never seen anything like it.
8: Wow. Yeah.
2: With Rebecca at his side, telling him to shoot for the moon, Newman and McKelvey strike out on their own. They call their new venture... WeWork.
6: It really felt like the start of an era.
2: Lisa Skye is WeWork's second employee. That means she does a little bit of everything.
6: I was the founding community manager is what I have on my LinkedIn profile, but that meant I was responsible for sales, tours, billing through our QuickBooks software system, IT because my IT person was in high school at that time. So I was in the data closet connecting the wires to make sure people could get their internet use because that's most important. And whatever needed to get done, that's what I was doing. It was fun, it was really
7: intense, it was around the clock, but people you know, felt like they were all together building something huge.
2: WeWork signs long-term leases with landlords, usually for large, urban lots. Then they subdivide the space into small, glass-walled units. They'll make money as long as they pay less in rent to the landlord than they collect from all their tenants, which WeWork calls members. Why
8: would you take out a five-year lease or a 10-year lease? We'll give you a month-to-month lease. We're gonna take care of the receptionist. We're gonna take care of the coffee.
9: I
6: used to say you have a bigger commitment to your cell phone than you do to us. You know, they'll charge you $150,000 cancellation fee. We'll just let you go with 30 days notice and give you your deposit back.
8: And the second part of it was they were selling the coolness of the space. They were selling the vibe.
9: The common space, you know, kind of looked like a rainforest.
2: <laughs> Justin Zen runs a startup from his kitchen, which happens to be in Hell's Kitchen. When he needs more space, there's one obvious choice, the place where startup dreams are made.
9: He did a great job uh, just selling that pitch, right? If if you don't want to be in a boring, uh, you know, old-fashioned office space, come to and we're going to make your life great.
2: <laughs> WeWork expands quickly, and a positive buzz surrounds Adam Newman. He starts hanging out with titans of high tech and seeing how well they're living. This
10: episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is a second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does and she can finally run with the big dogs and the small dogs who just think they're big dogs that's why the younger you are the more you need
11: AARP learn more at aarp.org/skills This podcast is supported by FedEx Dear small and medium businesses no one wants happy customers more than you do so you need a business partner just like you
2: Work is growing fast. But to keep growing in the world of New York real estate, it will need cash. Lots of it. So the reason why WeWork became
1: WeWork and why Adam Newman became Adam Newman is because of venture capitalists.
2: Venture capitalists provide a company with seed money in its infancy. And if it grows big, the VCs will see outrageous returns. That's the story of one of venture capital's most legendary players, Benchmark Capital.
1: And one of the very first deals that they did is they backed a small company named eBay. And this thing paid out like crazy. It ended up making $5 billion in profit. And so all of a sudden, Everybody knows who Benchmark is.
2: In 2012, Adam Newman gets word that a Benchmark partner named Bruce Dunleavy would like to meet him and take a tour.
7: So Adam's very well-known for giving these tours of WeWork's base, and he loved to give these to investors, and it was part of his sales pitch, basically, to them. You know, come walk through the space, you'll see what this community really is.
12: A lot of folks talk about how Adam used to activate the space and what activating the space meant was that when an investor would walk in to the building, all of a sudden there'd just be this impromptu party. It was very calculated, but he
7: always sort of acted as if, this just happens all the time.
12: Essentially it was get people on the floor. We don't care how, we don't care what you do, just get people on the floor.
7: And investors in general were awed really walking around. And that was the case with Bruce Dunleavy. He came, he flew from San Francisco to New York. He was skeptical, it was a real estate company.
2: Venture capitalists would much rather invest in tech companies because tech can scale up. A friend of
1: mine who's in tech refers to them as magic companies. Because once you build the company, once you build a search engine, once you build a way to sell ads on a search engine, it just scales all across the world and you don't have to hire a bunch more people every single time it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You just sort of let the dollars stream in.
7: Real estate is just a completely fundamentally different model. You can't get around the fixed costs. There's only so much scale you can possibly have.
1: So we work as a real estate company, right? There's no question about that. Like, they're renting real estate, they're selling real estate. It's not really a tech company.
7: Who's your biggest client?
3: So we don't have clients, we have members.
7: Adam didn't have an MBA. He didn't know finance, but he somehow figured out how to convince the top investors in the whole world that this real estate business was a software business.
2: Venture Capital likes to invest in software as a service. So WeWork says, me too. And positions itself as space as a service. Newman also hypes an internal social network designed to bring WeWork members together.
1: Adam Newman is like an entrepreneur cartoon character come to life. WeWork is using desks and co-working to enter into the larger category of life. And when he talks about the world and about his vision, he talks huge. you would be a member of We, and
3: with that membership, you have access to physical space all over the world. You have friends, you have colleagues, you have
1: customers. He's building the world's first physical social network. I don't even know what that
2: means. Nobody knows what that means, but he's selling it. And benchmarks buying. They invest 17 million dollars into WeWork at a critical time.
12: The culture uh, of WeWork at the beginning of 2013 was a million miles an hour. For someone like me, I relished it. I loved it. The pace was, it was frantic. It was hair on fire every single day. But
5: part of that hair on fire culture forced camaraderie, right? Something blew up, let's figure out how to fix it.
2: Despite the frenetic pace and long hours, the pay is below what many workers would expect.
5: So the big dream, I think, for most people was that there's going to be a pot of gold at the end, right? Like, you know, this place is going to go public and we're all going to be rich, right?
6: I mean, the words rocket ship to success, I think, was actually used in my uh, introduction meeting. that That feeling of, like, you have Willy Wonka's golden ticket. You are here in the right place at the right time. You're at the next Facebook or the next Google.
2: In 2015, Adam Newman visits CNBC Studios and reiterates his idea that WeWork is not a real estate company.
9: How fast are you growing? Very.
3: What kind of numbers (laughs) are we talking about? We're talking about probably one of the fastest physical expansions that uh, has been seen for the past 10 years. London, Tel Aviv, Amsterdam.
10: But this is about workspace, right? If I need a desk somewhere? This is no?
12: much bigger than workspace. Okay. This is about changing the way you work. But Anna was saying, no, 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 that's not the business. The real business is the community platform behind it.
6: It had a feel of being like a startup incubator in a way. And WeWork knew that when you get a lot of interesting people together that interesting things happen.
3: If I'm starting a business, I need a great graphic designer, a good web developer, I need a PR team, I need a lawyer, and I need someone to help me with sales. And all of that put together is what you
9: can find inside of WeWork, both physically and virtually. I don't think the community is as close as what they were pitching it to be.
2: Justin Zen is disappointed after moving his startup into a WeWork space.
9: You know, there's free beer every day at 4.30. They literally wrote in a keg. Well, most people would take the beer and they would go, go back to the office with it.
2: Zen has a way to confirm or refute his drinking alone hunch. He applies his proprietary system of data analytics to WeWork's highly touted social network. Zen finds out that almost eight out of ten WeWork members have never even logged in. And five of the top ten users with the most followers, including Adam Newman, are WeWork employees.
9: So it's a social network where your main user is just they're just posting a lot because they're paid to do so.
2: Zen publishes his data. Newman himself sees it and is not happy.
9: The community manager told us, she said, uh, Adam, you know, he saw the blog post and management is upset and you have 30 minutes to leave. You're being kicked out.
2: We were called Zen's analysis inaccurate and incomplete. According to Zen, the community manager says he has violated the, quote, community happiness clause.
9: Obviously, they were the landlords, but yeah, we thought it was a major overreaction.
2: For Adam Newman, commitment to WeWork is all or nothing. And some former employees say that's especially true for them.
5: What was really sold, I think, that energized a lot of people was this We concept. Anybody who understands the sharing economy and that being part of something greater than yourself is meaningful is a member of the We generation.
6: We were all told regularly that we're all here to, to serve this greater purpose.
5: It was, we are going to do this in a way that we're helping the world, we're helping community, we're helping the little guy.
6: They would say, like, you know, we're like your family, your we family. So when you're spending time with people you consider to be like family, it doesn't feel like work. They put the cult in culture, was a common saying.
2: (laughs) And that culture reaches full flower in the woods upstate.
6: It felt like being a little kid in some ways. We all piled onto buses.
5: Summer camp was literally like, you know, some people just put it in a nutshell called it like a music festival, right? But it was just, it's literally like just party.
6: People are drinking at 6 a.m. in the morning, and I was like, oh God, this is where we're starting.
5: From 4 p.m. to 4 a.m., there is unlimited alcohol. Ice Cube performed once, Lin Manuel Miranda,
12: Florence in the Machine. <laughs> I think summer camp ultimately was great as a marketing tool.
6: Hey, I went to a festival for my company where I saw The weekend play.
12: But as an employee, I hated it.
6: And it was mandatory, so that was interesting.
12: It felt like this requirement that I didn't need. We were sleeping in a tent. Not that I needed five-star accommodation, but Adam had five-star accommodation.
2: Newman's tent has air conditioning, single malt scotch, and fine wine.
12: Executives would stay on another part of the island and would take a boat back and forth. We were essentially thrown in pop-up tents with cots. All
3: of this would not be possible without all of you, so I just want to say thank you so
2: much. Despite the lofty all-for-one, one-for-all rhetoric, by 2015, some employees conclude that WeWork is no kibbutz.
12: And I remember specifically, I was on the road, but people at uh, the headquarters uh, reached out to me and said, it's a random Tuesday and Adam is throwing a big party. They're drinking tequila and they're like really having a good time. What do you think's going on here? We clearly just raised a ton of money. Something's about to
2: happen. He's exactly right. After the initial investment from Benchmark Capital, there are many more rounds from other investors. The valuation of WeWork rises exponentially with each raise, and Adam Newman cashes out. He sells equity and borrows against his stock to the tune of $700 million, according to The Wall Street Journal. Though not illegal, cashing out of a startup this early is unusual, according to Maureen Farrell.
7: It made Benchmark and other investors uncomfortable that Adam Newman was taking out so much money each step of the way but not enough to block him from doing so.
8: Let's think about a certain group of people, your investors. Um, are you gonna IPO in the next year? So here's the,
3: one of my investors happens to be sitting in the front. He's a, he's a big fan of the IPO, came in very early. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't even want to do the math on his position. That might be why you smile. But that's why he's smiling, see that yeah. big smile?
1: And the crazy thing about investing is, you don't care about whether you have to own this thing for the next 20 or 30 years. You only care if you're going to be able to sell it to the next guy for more than you paid for it. And Adam Newman, Adam Newman can make you the next guy believe it's worth the world.
2: At WeWork's corporate headquarters, Adam Newman is expecting a very important visitor. It's Masayoshi Son, known simply as Masa, a Japanese billionaire and one of the world's preeminent tech investors. You either think that he's brilliant, or crazy,
0: or maybe both, maybe you have to be both, to make the kinds of gambles and bets that he's made over his lifetime.
2: Masa tells Newman he's in New York to meet the new president-elect. And on the way to Trump Tower, he'd like to swing by WeWork.
7: So Adam's planning it for days. Everything has to be perfect. It's the whole tour. Adam, among other things, they asked someone to make waffles, so it would smell really good inside. <laughs>
2: Masa keeps Newman waiting and pacing. The two hours he's blocked off are dwindling fast. Turns out there will be no time for maple syrup and whipped cream. Masa walks in the
8: door and says, "Uh, I've got 12 minutes. Go.
2: After a rushed tour, Masa tells Adam to get in his car. So Adam
7: goes with him, drives with him the 30-odd blocks to Trump Tower. Adam starts telling him more about his plan for global WeWork nomination.
2: Masa poses a question in a fight between a smart person and a crazy person who wins.
8: And Adam knew the right answer, which is is that it's the crazy person. It's the person willing to do anything. It's the person willing to do what the other person doesn't expect.
2: In the back of a car, Masayoshi's son and Newman strike a $4.4 billion deal, one of the largest capital investments of all time. Newman is elated when he returns
7: and he runs in and is saying $4.4 billion, and everyone's kind of looking at him like he's crazy.
2: It was
8: frankly more money than, than anyone quite knew what to do with, and it was money that was gonna make everyone rich.
2: All Newman has to do is live up to Moss's vision of global domination.
7: He's a risk taker to the extreme, as is Adam. I mean, they were a combustible combination. Masa would literally say, You're not crazy enough. And people around Adam Newman were like, Oh, no, don't
8: tell him that. From that moment forward, any sort of restraint that we were cast was out the window because Adam now had the money to do whatever he wanted and he had the permission.
7: I mean, he was living large before the SoftBank investment. It just amped up to such an extreme.
2: According to the Wall Street Journal, the Newmans spent $90 million on six homes in Gramercy Park, Greenwich Village, Westchester County, the Hamptons, and Marin County, California. WeWork buys a brand new top-of-the-line Gulfstream jet at a cost of $60 million. Newman and his family use it to travel the world on surf trips.
7: His hairdresser would fly around with him. It was just like a level of extravagance. You, it's kind of unimaginable, even for a billion, a paper billionaire.
2: Around this time, Rebecca Newman is appointed as WeWork's chief brand officer.
12: It all of a sudden became. Oh, this is a company founded by Adam, Rebecca, and there just happens to be this guy named Miguel. Uh, but he, you know, he he does culture and stuff. And don't worry about him. And she became a face. We've got Rebecca Newman in the house. Good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. I'm in your house, actually. This is the WeWork headquarters. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's fun. And then it morphed into, well, I helped co-found this company. Uh, and as one of the first hundred people at that company, I will tell you straight up, bull- Now you are, just so I got it clear, you are a founding partner and chief brand officer of WeWork, but also... Founder and CEO of we grow exactly and what is the mission of we grow? Just so I understand clearly
4: the mission of we grow And quite honestly the collective we that we're all living under is to elevate the world's consciousness Mm. That we grow specifically through unleashing every human superpowers and expanding happiness
12: Okay, this isn't just about uh, work anymore. This is about life. This is about education (laughs)
4: The curriculum focuses equally on the mind, body, and spirit. And we're basing a bunch of different pedagogies and then creating our own on top of it.
2: A curriculum that some grow teachers call whimsical. When the family returns from a surf trip, Rebecca suggests WeGrow should teach surfing in New York City.
12: To me, as a former educator, I was a special education teacher before I went into the technology industry. To assume that you could start a school with no educational background, and to assume that you could just throw money at the problem and just change the way children learn and live, it's kind of kind of arrogant.
2: Don Lewis recalls Rebecca explaining Regrow, where tuition ranges up to $42,000 a year to a large group of employees.
5: I remember this almost verbatim, I was like, the New York City private schools aren't good enough for our children.
4: The need to start a school came from my husband and I not finding the right place to send my child.
5: And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, well, you're talking to a room with like 2,000 people right now. Some of them are support staff. I'm assuming that some of them live in like the South Bronx, where their kids go to elementary schools where there's metal detectors. You know, it's a level of like really tone deaf.
2: Powered by a billionaire who tells him he's not crazy enough, Adam Newman puts WeWork's pedal to the metal.
5: The pace at which the buildings were opening, right, just opening, 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 right?
2: Some employees are feeling burned out. Tara Zumer is a WeWork assistant community manager, and she says she often works from 8 in the morning until 10 at night.
6: They used to say, like, well, you get to stay at events. You get the opportunity of being here as if that was compensation. And it's just not. I I love being around interesting people, but that's not gonna put food on my table.
2: Zoomer says she makes $42,000 a year.
6: It was the first time I actually started going broke working. And that's when I started to question things too. Like, how long can I keep this up? What payday am I actually waiting for? And will I even be able to make it to that payday?
2: Much of her job is hands-on.
6: clicking buttons You know, ordering milk, cleaning up Taco Tuesdays.
2: But Zoomer has manager in her title and therefore is not eligible for overtime. She thinks she should be. She reaches out to other assistant managers and consults a lawyer.
6: But I knew that my story wasn't really unique either. That was the reason for a class action lawsuit when you realize you're not that special, actually. There's a lot of people who are doing the same work that you're doing who might also want to get paid for those
2: extra hours. WeWork's legal team catches wind, and Zoomer is summoned to a room with stacks of paper.
6: Everything inside of me knew that this was not a good thing. You know, and I let them know very politely, like, I'm not signing this, I don't know what I'm signing, so I'm gonna take some time. Someone in the room asked, is she allowed to do that? I was like, I better be, like, this is still America, right? Are you going to put my hand on the paper and, like, sign it for me? It's insane.
2: Zoomer's lawyer reviews the document and says signing would waive her right to a jury trial and to pursue legal action. But it's too late. Many community managers across WeWork go ahead and sign. My lawyer said
6: this is going to blow any class action claim for everyone forever. So it's dead.
2: Her lawyer warns Tara to prepare for the backlash.
6: I had a high probability feeling that I would be fired Monday.
12: She's right. There's always this crazy little thing that tech companies say or startups say is like, oh, if we stopped growing, we'd be profitable tomorrow. Growth at all costs.
0: Growth at all costs. Don't worry about the losses because. They aren't actually losses. They're investments. I think that's actually what WeWork told me.
8: But right now they're losing
1: money. Uh, Accounting-wise, okay, because they're growing so
2: quickly. In 2018, WeWork loses almost $2 billion. But Masayoshi-san still believes WeWork will become the global juggernaut of office space. He and Newman hatch a plan to invest another $20 billion into WeWork
7: and it would be one of the biggest private investments ever.
2: Two funny things happen on the way to global domination. Saudi Arabia, whose sovereign wealth fund comprises more than half of Masa's capital, pulls out of the deal. Second, the Wall Street Journal breaks news about the plan, and investors don't like what they hear.
7: Masa called Adam and said, Sorry, we're calling off the deal. The shareholders are going to revolt. This could blow up my whole." Company, I can't do it. Adam was completely shocked, as was every senior executive. And
0: then all of a sudden, the deal fell apart. And that's about when I sat down with Adam Newman.
10: I do
0: think just. I had been trying to get an interview with Adam Newman (laughs) for months and months. Finally, they said, "Okay, Deirdre, if you fly down to LA, we'll give you an interview with him. But Ashton Kutcher has to go along for the interview."
12: I said, "Okay."
2: In addition to being a TV and film star, Ashton Kutcher is a successful technology investor.
12: But when I actually got underneath the hood. Of-
0: I would describe Ashton Kutcher as Adam Newman's hype man.
12: I realized it was a technology company. And I realized that through the technology that this company has, it has a greater capacity than any other company in the entire world to
2: bring. Kutcher argues that Moss's commitment is still enormous by almost any standard.
12: It's the second largest venture capital investment of all time. I'm an investor in Uber, so I know what the first largest one was. I often ask, how will you know
3: when you're ready to be a public company? You
0: are ready? We work
3: as always ready for an IPO. We will choose the right time to do it when it's correct for the mission of the company. What
0: are you looking for?
3: I want to elevate the world's consciousness.
0: Okay, so and when that, you do that, then you can go public? It's not the
3: one or the other. When I feel that to achieve that okay. mission, going public will help it, that will be the day.
0: Okay, we talked a lot about the private market. Shortly
2: after this okay. interview, WeWork does indeed plan to go public, not because it's elevated the world's consciousness, but because it needs the money. As WeWork prepares for its Wall Street debut, Adam Newman's behavior is a bit erratic. He's skipping board meetings to go surfing, and he reportedly tells several WeWork executives he wants to be the world's first trillionaire, with a T.
1: He's telling his friends at this point also that he wants to become the, the prime minister of Israel or maybe the president of the world, which there is no president of the world, but whatever.
2: It's the board of directors job to either rein in a wayward CEO or show him the door. With WeWork, neither happens. They just wanted to get rich. And so in the interest
1: of getting rich, they totally ignored what was clearly bat crazy because all they saw was a payday right over the horizon.
2: To get there, WeWork needs to submit to the government a document called an S-1. Typically, these are dense and filled with data explaining in detail how a company makes money but Adam and Rebecca Newman take it as an opportunity for self-expression.
8: She treated it like the September issue of Vogue, that this was going to be a a beautiful document. Adam thought it was his masterpiece,
1: like the best thing he had ever written in his entire life.
2: Despite the glossy photographs, the S1 will reveal much about WeWork and finally answer the question, what makes WeWork so special?
8: That day, the day the S-1 was released, the place was just aflame with with criticism of, of everything in the document.
2: Scorn is heaped upon the document's dedication to the energy of we greater than any one of us, but inside each of us. The document is packed with jaw-dropping revelations, some that seem more in line with a royal family than a publicly traded company.
7: The succession plan shocked people. I mean, basically, his wife, who is a co-founder, retroactively, would play a key role in choosing his successor if, anyth- if he was incapacitated or he died. And that just seemed r- ridiculous to people, or just so over the top.
2: Newman has borrowed an astounding $740 million against WeWork stock. Also, he is personally a partner in several large buildings in New York, which have rented space to WeWork. So, in some cases, Adam Newman, the man, is the landlord of WeWork, the company. In addition to this self-dealing, the overarching business model of WeWork looks shaky. It's still losing billions of dollars every year.
7: He did say on television many times, we are
3: profitable. Are you you actually turning a profit in the business? We are definitely turning a profit since this.
7: But there's this like asterisk in his mind of if you subtract out all these other costs, we're totally profitable. Once everything was in plain sight, he couldn't keep up the facade anymore.
0: Everyone was talking about it. Non-business networks were talking about some of the stuff
12: that this company was doing.
6: WeWork's much-anticipated IPO filing last week, raising...
3: It
12: just I- doesn't make any sense to me. The, the idea work The that- of state parties, it is just in absolute collapse right now. Robert Costa...
2: One month later, The Wall Street Journal drops a story that begins, Adam Newman was flying high, literally. The party gets rolling on a private jet to Israel with friends.
1: And then when they land in Israel, they take this huge, huge handful of pot, they stick it in a cereal box, right, to try and hide it.
2: When the crew finds it, the plane is grounded, forcing Newman to find another way back to New York.
7: You know, it was a potential felony to transport drugs on an international flight. I remember someone called me, they're like, he won't, now that this article's out, he's not gonna be CEO in 48 hours.
2: But getting rid of Adam Newman won't be easy. His shares have 10 times the votes of everyone else. The board will have to pay him to leave. Masayoshi's son SoftBank agrees to buy $1 billion worth of Newman's stock, plus a $185 million consulting fee. The IPO is placed on hold, and more than 2,000 WeWork employees lose their jobs. For some former employees, Newman's billion dollar golden parachute feels like a punch to the gut.
6: For driving his company into the ground, Adam Newman is getting a massive payout. $1.7 billion while his workers are getting laid off. And what are... Mm, That hurts. Yeah. This world keeps giving opportunity to people who have been shown to not deserve another opportunity. And that part's really hard, especially being a woman, watching so many men get these passes that others don't get. No one else in the world gets passes the way CEOs get passes for bad behavior.
3: All of this would not
2: be possible without all of you. So I just want to say thank you so much. Adam and Rebecca Newman, SoftBank and Masayoshi's son and Benchmark Capital Partners, all declined to speak with American Green. None of the actions described in this story are alleged to be crimes. SoftBank, as of the original air date of this program, is underwater with its investment in WeWork, having lost billions. Now I'm part of the responsibility of his mistake. So I still love him, I still respect him. I'm sure he would come back and do some great stuff. Benchmark Capital has no apologies, just profits. They pocket $300 million from their WeWork investment.
1: This system completely broke down. The guy who drove this company into the ground, he has walked away rich beyond belief. The people who empowered him, they made money. They're doing just fine. Luckily, we, we have some other hit. So in total score, we are, still, we are I, still positive. The people who got punished are the employees of WeWork, people who just showed up trying to do their job every day.
5: My biggest sympathies are for the, are the younger people, because I will tell you, people worked hard. If you were one of the first people at WeWork, you expected them to be a gazillionaire, <laughs> right? And now you're basically, you got
2: nothing. On October 21st, 2021, two years after its initial plan for an IPO, WeWork goes public. Newman still owns 11% of the company. The Newmans have sold much of their New York and California real estate, but have recently purchased a $40 million compound in Miami Beach. Adam Newman says he is actively plotting his next business.
7: Anyone who's known him says there will be a second act. And if they're, the predictions of people who have known him over the years is the second act will be crazier than the first.
2: Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach.
7: People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older